I was feeling kind of low, so I went to see the doctor. He said, why do you think you're depressed? I don't know. Pandemic? My career went kaput? Isolation? No sex? Wildfires burning down my street? My dog just died? He took out a pad, wrote a script. Rx, laughter. Laughter? Okay, I said and went out and did what everybody else is doing in the pandemic. Started a podcast. Mine's called Women Write Funny. Celebrating women keeping humor alive in dire times. I'm your host, Dee Dee Bali. Each week, you'll meet funny female writers and performers as I interview them about their lives and work. All my Women Write Funny guests share one thing in common. They share the same DNA as Thalia, the goddess of comedy. So experience the gene pool of women who can't help but write and act funny. And along the way, I'll share some of my work as a writer. So come on in, take off your shoes, and join us. Do you want a cocktail? Some edibles? An espresso? Okay, sure. I'll be right back with this week's guest. Okay, I'm back with our guest. And guess what? This week's Women Write Funny guest is me. Every other week, I interview my psyche, that interesting part of ourselves known as the mind and spirit that contains some of our deepest, darkest, funniest feelings and thoughts. This past week, a new friend asked me, Dee Dee, do you have any desire to ever be married again? Well, I said, I guess for me, it kind of comes down to a simple question. Husband or handyman? She laughed, so I went home and I roamed around in my psyche and I came up with a new comic monologue called Husband or Handyman, a Philosophical Query, written and read for you now by Didi Bali. Husband or Handyman. After 12 years of being married to someone who did both with flair, I know a little something about men who can make, build, and fix things, and the power of seduction it holds over a woman like myself, who, while smart and pretty self-reliant, isn't exactly skilled with a skill saw. I was living in Manhattan when we met, and after a few dates, he lived in Boston. He stood in my tiny kitchen on the Upper West Side and asked nonchalantly, Do you like your cabinets like this? Like what? I asked, not sure what he was talking about. Some of the hinges are loose. A few doors need to be rehung and the shelves need support. I mean, mean, unless you, you like them like this. It took me a moment to realize he was suggesting, or was he, that he could fix them. Well, I I, I guess I, I just haven't gotten around to fixing them or having them fixed, I hedge. He smiled slowly. Would you mind if I fix them? I stopped myself from clawing his chest and shouting, God, yes, please, but instead just shrugged and said, okay, great. A few weeks later, after the cabinets were straight, the shelves steady, and we'd had marathon sex, he showed me a design he'd made to build me a new writer's desk so I could get rid of the second-hand 1950s monstrosity I'd been using forever. The desk he designed he was a sculptor by trade, was a gracefully curved U-shaped desk with legs of Scandinavian design, painted a pale gray lacquer. It looked like something Jackie O would have dreamt up for her bay window in her Martha's Vineyard home overlooking the harbor. That's gorgeous. I'd like to build it for you. Uh, If you like the design, do you want any changes? Uh, No, I think it's perfect. Well, we could throw out the old desk. 
It's seen better days, he said. Okay, I said, suppressing the crazy glee I felt. I'm going to need a few things. Like what? I'll bring the lumber pre-cut from Boston, but I'll make it here, and I'll need a place to store a few tools. Would you mind clearing out a drawer in your closet so I don't have to bring my tools back and forth every weekend? I looked at him and knew the relationship was taking a major turn. When a man asks to leave his power tools behind, you know it's getting serious. I stopped myself from shouting, Fuck, I'll empty my entire closet! Instead, I just nodded and said, Sure, I I can move my shoes if you want to use that drawer. And that was the beginning of a 12-year relationship, 11 of which were married years, in which he built everything from a giant sculpting studio we moved to the country, an incredible writing studio for me with four skylights, a sauna, most of the furniture for our new home, including an ultra-modern ship-strong platform bed that seemed to float in space. Our home was filled with his sculptures and beautifully crafted furniture, while I designed everything from the gardens to the rooms to the landscaping. He could fix anything, and I could cook anything. He could fix anything from a washing machine to a gas stove. And if he couldn't figure it out, he read books until he knew what and how to build or fix anything. And it was all beautiful. It was a wonderful, amazing marriage and partnership. Until it wasn't. I mean, we were proverbial soulmates, something he said often in the early days, which in hindsight, I realize after reading many psychological books, is a flashing red light indicating, slow down, you may be involved with a charming, clever, oh-so-covert narcissist. During the good ten and a half years, we both gave and gave and gave, building a beautiful life together, until he decided it was over without telling me. When it ended, which I won't discuss because it was pretty devastating, I was saved by three things. Continuous commissioned work as a playwright and stage director, a great therapist, and a few close friends, plus swimming, meditation, and my two giant standard poodles, Oscar and Sasha, who kept me sane with their humor, patient intelligence, and athletic prowess. And now, as a single woman who owns a small 100-year-old California craftsman, I daily discover something that needs to be repaired or replaced. The maintenance required to keep an old home loved and in good standing never ends. Basic stuff like cleaning storm drains, snaking pipes, roof repairs, rewiring electrical circuits, sanding layers of old wallpaper all require a handyman or two or three. And since handymen don't always show up when they say they will, apparently that's a job requirement, it's good to have two or three to text, hoping one shows up before Christmas. The first time I paid a handyman as a divorced woman, I felt oddly elated. I felt unburdened having repairs made without feeling like I had to go cook a fabulous dinner, bake bread, make jam, or whatever to say thank you for his effort. Suddenly, it was a whole lot easier. I could just pay someone, they'd do the job, and go home. It was a revelation. And I've come to appreciate the lack of emotional exchange paying a handyman, and sometimes wonder if this is how a man feels paying for sex. question still remains, will I ever date or marry again? It'd take somebody pretty exceptional, and the brilliant ones like my ex are often narcissists, and that's a no-go zone for me. The next time a rafter needs replacing and one of my handymen is booked out for months, I'll get on the web. I just discovered there are hundreds of listings under, no lie, rent-a-husband, handyman services online. 
My faves, a company called The Sometime Spouse. Another, Rent My Husband, with the tagline, Why Marry When You Can Rent? Exactly. And now, a big shout-out to you, our listeners, for being here, laughing, and spreading the word. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button. Visit our website, www.womenwritefunny.com. Sign up for satisfying stuff like writing contests, blogs, and news about our upcoming Burning Woman Festival with laughter instead of sand. Women Write Funny theme music is by composer Doc Steinweiss, also known as Leslie Steinweiss, who writes sonatas for saxophone in his spare time. Today's episode was written and hosted by Didi Bali, co-produced by Didi Bali and the Flying Poodle Ranch Production Please join us again next week for another episode of Women Write Funny.